T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. Oh, yeah, The Weekend Report is on your radio, and we certainly appreciate you being a part of it. My name is Tony Colombo. I am here with my partner, Chris Hart. Yeah. Great to see you, my friend. And Andrew is in for Carl for the next several weeks. Andrew from the Dave Glover Show <laughs> is uh, running the, uh, driving the, yeah. the, the, the ship, steering the ship. Yeah. Affectionately the known as uh, Taliban. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't usually call him Taliban. I'm not the only one that doesn't. Oh, really? But that is how, I thought everybody, that's I how, didn't well, even know what his name was for about a year does. later. So most That's how most people, uh, that's definitely <laughs> how most people uh, refer to him. And uh, yeah, so Carl's going to be out for the next few weeks. But I should say that um, in Carl's absence, we are still going to continue to tape the uh, movie reviews that yes. we've been doing every week at 971talk.com slash weekend report or the 97.1 YouTube channel. So while Carl's out, we're still going to be bringing you those every week, so you can keep going and checking on those. And, of course, uh, while you're doing that, download our podcast on the Radio.com app. And also, don't forget to always check out uh, my partner's articles on RedState.com. I want to talk to you about uh, your latest article here in just a a little bit. But I wanted to start the show this week uh, with our our friend that we just (laughs) – we 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 can't ever uh, lose her because it it the, Iowa has been <laughs> such a big deal that we can't get away from it. Karen Fessler, our Iowa uh, political insider, joins us once again this week. Uh, Karen, uh, I, I know it's been a, a a crazy week for you guys up there in Iowa. How are you doing? We're doing well. A little sleep deprived, but for the most part, everybody's doing fine. <laughs> well, that is good. So yeah, let's just start with the obvious. Uh, give us a little bit of insight, what you know about the debacle that we saw with the the vote counting this week. Well, from what I understand, the app that was used um, by the Democratic Party, the Iowa Iowa DP, DP no, Iowa Iowa Democratic Party, I can't get anything out. You can tell I'm sleep deprived. Okay. <laughs> um, had used had used this app to try to. Get quick results, and you know, you know, people put their results in. Well, it turned out that 1,700 precincts trying to report three sets of results, and then you know, actually, because the Iowa Democrats take a straw poll first, like what they call their raw vote, and then they have their first alignment and their second alignment. So, you got 1,700 sites trying to push all this information through. And it just didn't work. It just didn't happen. Um, It's my understanding they had a test run last weekend, and they knew they were having problems then. Oh, see, because that's unbelievable. To the the paper trail, which they have. Republicans have a paper trail as well. And uh, that's what they've been counting all week. 
Karen, before I get to my question, we've got a little housekeeping first to uh, to uh, finish up. First of all, I want to wish you happy anniversary. Um, eight years ago yesterday, we first met at the Missouri primary. Uh, Rick Santorum was the winner. Um, yeah, I think he previously had won the Iowa caucus, and that started a eight-year friendship between you, me, and my wife that uh, we cherish to this day. That's awesome. As do I. Thank you. That's very sweet. Are my are my roses at home when yeah. I get there? Yes, right. they should be there. They should be there. And also, too, we said when we had you on last week, we were going to uh, look at your picks to see how uh, you came out. And because this was such a clusterama, as you said, and gave me the title of my Red State article, we're not going to hold you to your picks. But I do have oh, a question you. for you. Is Have we seen the end of the Iowa caucus? No way. No, not at all. Um, the president contacted our state party on Tuesday morning and assured them that as long as he's president of the United States, Iowa will remain first in the nation. So, you know, I, I think that we have at least 2024 to get through. I fully expect to see candidates here on January 21st, 2021. So we'll be ready <laughs> no kidding. Well, and you know, Karen, as, as you know, um, Everybody's memory is very short. If you got, if, if Iowa has a, uh, a a tremendous turnout and uh, you know it plays a, a pivotal role in twenty twenty four, this will be long forgotten. Absolutely. You know, we had we had our debacle up here in twenty twenty twelve with uh, Chris and my very good friend Rick Santorum, <laughs> and how it took two weeks for him to finally be announced the winner. And you know, we overcame that, and we will overcome this as well. Yeah. You know, Karen, whenever you have uh, voting controversies in politics and elections, you always have uh, conspiracy theories. One of the conspiracy theories uh, said that the delay in the votes getting out and the cancellation of the Iowa caucus results coming out uh, the weekend before the caucus were some type of uh, conspiracy with the DNC and the Iowa uh, Democrats to uh, try to save Joe Biden because they knew he wasn't doing so well and uh, the, the votes were delayed so that so that whoever did win and if it wasn't Joe Biden, um, they wouldn't have a lot of momentum and could raise a lot of money coming out of Iowa. Is that all BS or what do you think? Well, I you know that that's that's one man's opinion. I think probably. <laughs> um, I what, Ann Seltzer, who does the Iowa poll that they did not publish last week, is she she really is the gold standard when it comes to that. And from all indications, it was canceled because they felt like they had some problems in their data collection. And I believe Ann. I know Anne, mm -hmm. and um, I trust her implicitly. As far as this app situation, I think this was just a matter of, you know, due diligence not being done. And you know, the, the interesting thing is, and and this is this is truth, is that Buttigieg did have some sort of an investment or something in this company. The name of the app is called Shadow. Why anybody would use that, I don't know. For elections, anyway. Yeah, no kidding. Any, yeah, exactly. And. I, I I I find it hard to believe he was getting results when nobody else was. But I do know this: he had human assets on the ground in every precinct. 
he he had the best organized campaign yeah. in Iowa, quite frankly. And he had people there that could, that were reporting results back to him in real time. And that's why I think that he he knew that he was in a good place on Monday night. So yeah, so people to judge definitely overperformed and played the game well as far as strategy. He, and and the person that failed uh, across the board and didn't play the game well was Joe Biden, who finished in a very uh, disappointing fourth place and distant uh, from the front runners. What happened with the former vice president that uh, he was unable to connect with the voters in Iowa when it really mattered? I think that, you know, he he was. He was, I think he was my number two on that list I gave you last week. Mm -hmm. And I think that people just took a second look at him and the, and then the people that had not made up their mind, um, I think they just kind of decided, no, this isn't going to work. I mean, he, he did a town hall here in, in the county where I live last week and talked about how he needed to pick a really good vice president because he was probably <laughs> going to die in office. Yeah. What? Yeah. Been, I mean, he, how many times has he, have we seen him on TV telling people to vote for somebody else? I mean, he's yeah. Yeah. I, I need to get a good vice president because I might die in office. Oh, you're not you're yeah. not for me because you just questioned me about a pipeline. So you need <laughs> to vote for somebody else. I mean, yeah. it does. It's not it's not endearing to voters when, no. when you talk no. like that. And, and, and like I said, I think, you know, in one of the polls, and it wasn't the Iowa poll, there was something like 40 percent of the people said they could still change their mind. Well, I think they did. And I think a lot of those people were looking for that quote-unquote establishment or more moderate track. And they and they had Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar. And quite frankly, I think Amy made a big mistake in spending too much time in western and northwestern Iowa when she should have been in eastern Iowa yeah. where the votes are. Yeah. So before we let you go, we're talking to Karen Fessler, our Iowa political insider. One story that I think is important and interesting that hasn't gotten a whole lot of press because of this other situation happening is the turnout that that you guys saw on the Republican side. I know that you work specifically with the Republican Party in Iowa when it comes to the caucuses and the president who doesn't need to be campaigning in Iowa. He's, you know, he's the incumbent uh, running unimposed, unopposed, still had a record number of people turn out. Uh, talk about what that means and, and what that indicates about the president's uh, momentum and his uh, the way that he inspires voters. Well, you know, um, as I told you, you and I were texting back and forth on Monday night, mm -hmm. and he had over 33,000 votes Monday evening. And uh, just just as a as a comparison, when Barack Obama was running for re-election in 2012, he got 25,000 votes, which is so, also amazing. You know, I think. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, these people didn't have to come out, but they did. And uh, the, I think the president had a good week before the caucuses. They got uh, USMCA done, got the China deal done, and then he was in Des Moines Thursday night before the caucuses on Monday with a big rally. So I think that that probably encouraged a lot of people to get out and show their support for him. And I think that shows that here in Iowa where everybody was saying, oh, he's not doing well, he obviously is. Yeah, I mean, I know it's all anecdotal. It doesn't mean anything at the end exactly. of the day, but 
it is still impressive and a sign that that he's connecting in some way. Uh, it, you know, Barack Obama to get 25,000 people to turn out, uh, Donald Trump to get 33,000 people to turn out when they didn't even really need them to leave their houses that night just to go show their support shows the popularity of these presidents and uh, their ability to connect with people. So uh, definitely something very interesting that hasn't been talked too much about. Uh, Karen, I'm sure we will talk with you again as we go through this uh, campaign season. And uh, I want to say thank you to everything that you have done for us and all the times you've been on leading up to the Iowa caucus. Great information, great insight for our listeners, and uh, we appreciate you being a friend of the show. It's been a pleasure, guys. Thank Glad you, Karen. Talk to you anytime. Yeah. And it will not be four years before we talk to no, you again, we promise. No, probably be four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to hold you to that. I'll be, uh, I'll be rushing home here and I want to see those flowers. There you Excellent. go. There you go. Karen Fessler <laughs> in Iowa, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Tony. Have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you too. All right, we are going to take our first break, and when we get back, we are going to talk to our buddy Burgess Owens, Mm. Super Bowl champion, best-selling author, and congressional candidate. Lots to talk to with Burgess about. Uh, Don't go anywhere. That is next on The Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Report 97.1 FM Talk, Tony Colombo, Chris Arps yeah. in studio, and joining us now on the phone, we're going to get right to it, as I mentioned in that last segment, our good friend Burgess Owens, Super Bowl champion, congressional candidate, and friend of the show. Burgess, it's always great to talk with you. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing awesome, guys. So good to talk to you again. Good sure. talking to you. Forward to it. Yes, for sure. Okay. One of our favorite guests. So there's well, so thank many. You. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's so many uh, things that I want to talk to you about. Uh, let's start. Let's start easy, and then we'll work <laughs> in to uh, okay. to some of the more complicated issues. Uh, we'll start with the uh, with with your recap of the Super Bowl. What did you think of the uh, What did you think of the big game? Uh, you've been there before. I you got your ring. I've worn your ring. Thank you very much. And uh, so you could provide a little insight. To people, uh, you know that uh, that uh, don't understand what it's like being on that field in that setting. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I got played many years ago and uh, kind of got out of the habit of watching it, and, and never really had a skin in the game. Uh, in a skin in the game, this one I was pulling for KC because they represent to me old school. Uh, you, have, you, have, you have a coach that understands what it is to, to bring together a, a, a host of guys with different personalities, different old egos, uh, and all with, with the same focus, and they're all humble guys. We're willing to spread the the, um, uh, the 
the success around. So Casey was what, what kind of got my attention very closely. And, and one, one of the things, too, guys, I, I look for things like as simple as um, uh, the national anthem. You know, how, do, how well do they pull that one off? And Casey pulls it off big time. So I was very happy for Casey. I was happy for Andy Reid, who I happen to know, and had built the same thing in, in Philadelphia, the same kind of culture. So uh, I, I was, I was, it was a great game, but I was very, very happy to see those guys pull it off. And guess what? They're going to uh, <laughs> going to the White House, and every single one of them will be there. Every single one will be happy that they had to get together. And to me, that's old school, good old, good old American way. So I yes. love it. Burgess, try to try to talk a little bit about that the feeling. You know, I've always said when I was n- nine years old, my Pop Warner football team won a championship. And you look at that and you're like, yeah, you're nine years old, big deal. But I, I've always said that every person in their life needs to experience being a champion, either from a team sport yep. or either individually. So try to explain to folks, you've been playing, you were playing football since Pop <laughs> Warner through high school, through college. You played on very bad Jets teams. And then you get on the, uh, on the Oakland Raiders and you win the whole thing and you're yep. a Super Bowl champion. What, what was that like? You know, you, you just really nailed it. Because um, it's interesting, with my, my uh, journey – is I played, uh, I had a bad year in high school, four bad years at the University of Miami, seven bad years with the Jets. So the the, uh, the 13th season, which is how many years it took me to finally get to the winning point, was, was with Oakland Raiders. And, and of all the things we did that year as a team, my my moment of really understanding the, the, the magic and how special it was, was prior to going out to the field. It wasn't a, it wasn't a particular play. It was that I looked around the room, so all these guys I played with the entire year, and I remember thinking out loud, I cannot believe I'm sitting here. <laughs> it, was a, it was a moment where I, I, I understood the blessings of that moment. I didn't take it for granted. I didn't I think it was going to happen over and over again. I, I just realized it was a blessing to be there with those guys. And I, I was very shy at the moment at that time. I only had a chance to go up and say thank you to Jim Plunkett and Lyle, um, not Lyle, but uh, Lester Hayes. If I had to do it all over again, I would have stood up in my chair and said, guys, thank you for this moment. But I was too shy to do that. But Kristen, and if I could just kind of, if I could take that to our country, you know, we take so much for granted. We go through every single day breathing and acting and feeling freedom, having no idea how it feels. If we can stop and, and recognize how how well how how much wealth we have just being American, then we can we can move forward, doing it in a whole different fashion. Um, and, and again, uh, and, and appreciate each other, and, and more importantly, looking at us out at each other, other Americans, kind of the brethren that I now look at with my guys that I played uh, played on Super Bowl 15 with. Well said, well said, Chris. Did you get any playing time on that nine-year-old Pop Warner championship team? Hey, I was a starter on <laughs> oh, yeah? defense and offense. I was wow, a star. Both hey, ways. I was a star. Yeah, Look, my athletic—I was—I'll admit—in during my uh, Pop Warner days, I was a standout athlete in basketball, baseball, all that. But when I got to like high, junior high, everyone else caught up, and I became <laughs> mediocre. But that happened. You know, I was told that's what happens. Sometimes you're really good young. And then when you bunch you mature, everyone yeah. else catches up with you. So we are talking to Burgess Owens and Burgess. If all goes to plan, uh, next year during the State of the Union, yeah. you'll be sitting in one of those congressional seats. Um, what did you What did you think of this year's State of the Union, and obviously uh, oh, the performance boy. Oh, boy. of the Speaker of the House? What what a what a great question! First of all, let me let let me let the audience know so I don't forget. 
Uh, to find out what I'm all about, what I'm doing, why I'm running, go to Burgess, the number four Utah.com to find me there. But, you know, I, I was, I look at it this way. I played in the Super Bowl years ago. I watched a few throughout the time, uh, throughout the last, you know, decade or so. Uh, what we saw the State of the Union, and I make this analogy, was the greatest one-sided Super Bowl win I've ever seen in my lifetime. It was like the, the American people beat out the adversary 50 to zero in the first half. And we still have another half to go, and, and our president's running up the score. Mm-hmm. It was it was such a delight. It was such a delight. I remember, uh, you know, and, and, and you guys have, you know, remember President Trump said, we were, we were so tired of winning, 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 winning. You asked him to stop. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I laughed at that when talk. he said that. <laughs> yeah. So when I, I was just talking. I was saying, when is he going to stop giving us all these victories? I mean, literally one after the other after the other. It was a, such an exciting process. And, and, and I, I tell you also, guys, I think the optics was great. What our, country, what our president's done, he's really allowed us to pull back the curtains and see who is truly American and who's, who's for our country who's not. You look at that, that, uh, that big room, you see all this success and, and, and uh, celebration and, and how our country's come up in the last three years, and everybody should be happy for the Americans when they experience that. What do we have in that same room? On the right, these anti-American socialist uh, Marxists are so unhappy with our success because they hate our president so much. That is really where we are, and I, and, and I think it's, it's great that we finally at a point where we can have these conversations about where our country, what direction our country is going to go in, because they've they've been kind of going at us for a long, long time, slowly, progressively taking us to the left, to the to the left, and now we can say we don't want to be there. We can, we can see what these people don't like, and they don't like success of the regular regular American people just trying to live the American dream. So uh, it was it was a great. A great experience. I loved it. And I just look forward to running up the numbers uh, so we have this uh, same experience next year. Burgess, you are running for a seat in Utah. <clears throat> and the junior senator of Utah made a little news the other day when he voted uh, on one of the articles of impeachment uh, against the president. Uh, I've been in politics a long time, and I know that uh, the first rule for a politician is self-preservation. So... For Mitt to make this move in uh, Utah tells me that he is not that fearful of a backlash. Give us the lay of the uh, the the, the uh, ground there in Utah. No, no. <clears throat> what it what it what it shows everybody is that Mitt is, knows he's a one-term senator. He's not here <laughs> to, to support to support or represent our state. Um, you know, I, 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 we've had we've had this conversation before, guys. When I talked about our great the, the great history of the the black community and what they did. And the greatest uh, threat to the community was never white supremacists, it, it was black elitists. Well, what we're seeing here is elitist, elitism. And it doesn't matter what color it comes in. Uh, one thing about that, that type of mindset is an uh, equal opportunity provider. And uh, we have right now a, a Romney who is not representing this state, and there's a lot of blowback here, guys, yes, because no one, no one wants to, to be on the side of someone who votes for unfairness and for people who break their word. Uh, what the left has done is very obvious. They have been so unfair for three years. They've cared less about our American people. And when you start to see the success that every single demographic has, how can you vote against that unless you're an elitist, a self-centered elitist? And uh, I'll, I'll say this. Um, Romney's not very popular here because we don't, we don't, we don't go that way. Uh, we have always been pro-American. In this case here, because of President Trump is doing still have so much success, we're very pro-Trump. And he goes there, the only Republican, that listens to that, that, that same message that we all have heard and know how unfair it's been because we think we're not emotionally in, in, engaged. We're understanding what makes sense and what doesn't. 
for him to vote to push our president out of office uh, says, uh, first of all, I'm glad we never put him in office. I'm glad of that, number one, as a president. And I'm glad, number two, that he was never selected as the uh, secretary of state. Uh, he, he would have been another deep stater. Uh, it was a deep state. Yeah. He would have been there uh, undermining our president like he's trying to do right now. So uh, I'm, I'm, it, it doesn't matter to me what his name is, uh, where he lives. Uh, I'm all about those who are friends of our, con- of our country. I'm a friend of theirs. If they show that they don't like our country, they want to undermine our country, I'm not a friend. And, uh, and in this case, yeah, I have I have little else, a lot of respect for, for Mitt Romney. Burgess, I uh, can't help but always ask you when we talk to you, and you've addressed this in your books, which I highly recommend that people check out. Uh, the most recent one Best is Why I on. Stand. Yeah, and then Liberalism, <laughs> How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps. Uh, you can check out those books and more. Uh, Burgess has got several books. Um, and it's I know it's a, a part of your congressional platform as well, the, <clears throat> the outreach of the Republican Party to the black and Latino and other minority communities. How well do you think the president has performed and Republicans in general have performed in that aspect over the last few years? And how big of a deal is it to somebody like you to get that message across and to get yourself elected to the House? You know, the, the greatest message that's come out of three years that has not been talked about, has not been focused on, is that the policies that work are not black policies or white policies or Jewish policies or, or Irish policies. They are American policies. If it works for one demographic of our country, it should work for all. And that's what's happened now. Think about the last three years when it's been a positive influence in terms of jobs and low employment for blacks, whites, um, Hispanics, Asians, um, uh, veterans, women across the board. So I'm, I'm glad we're finally looking at policies the way we should, and it's not a color thing. <clears throat> you know, we the people uh, respond the same way, given hope, opportunity, and, and, uh, and, again, freedom. We all respond the same way, and that's what we're seeing now. And, by the way, my message has been very simply one that talks about our culture. Our culture is so unique and so different because it's based on four tenets that, that, that was described by Booker T. Washington. And those four tenets are head, heart, hands, and home. We can teach our kids this within 10 minutes. And we don't have to have debates about what our country means, what our, the vision of our, of our forefathers were, were or what conservatism means. Head, education, heart being God, hands being industry, and home being family. If we have conversations about that, no matter what side of the aisle we're on, Democrat, Independent, or Republican, those who love our country would love to have that conversation. How do we make sure that we're giving our, our kids the very best future by making sure those, those, those tenants are taken care of? On the other side, those who hate those four tenants are the same ones who are sitting on their hands at the State of the Union. They hate education. They hate us or thinking of the God in heaven versus them. And they hate industry. That's why they put everybody they can possibly think of on dependency for welfare or depending on them. And the last thing, they've turned the family unit upside down, and we all know that now. So uh, we, let's have that conversation in our country to come together and we can defend our culture because we know what our culture really comes down to, what it means. Burgess, I hate to end the conversation on this, but I want to go back to uh, Mitt Romney real quickly. <laughs> there has been talk uh, in Utah of recalling him. Is that uh, legal? Is that a possibility, or is that just Internet talk? Well, it, it's a talk. Uh, it's not going to happen for him. I think, actually, it's not a bad, it's not a bad uh, thing to put out there because— when, when, a, when you know, we get into eight years, and, and the politicians have a way of working out that they can work against the people for six years, 
you know, last year they started acting like they know what they're, what they're, that they're on outside. I would love to have that in place so that we, the people here, can recall people who want to. It's not going to benefit him, or it's, or it's not going to impact him. But it, the message is very clear that we do not like what he's doing. I don't. I personally think, you know, I think Mitch should just go ahead and become a Democrat. <laughs> just go ahead and just be honest with it. Change, huh. change to the other side. And every now and then, if he votes for our side, that's great. But we don't depend on him. And then everybody knows that they can move back up to Boston and live around the people that that he, uh, he really <laughs> loves to hang out with. Well, that we know we know exactly where Burgess <laughs> exactly. stands on the situation. <laughs> and I love it, Burgess Owens. It's always so great to talk with you, my friend. Uh, Super Bowl champion, best-selling author, and congressional candidate from the great state of Utah. Uh, one more time before we lose you, Burgess. How can people follow your uh, candidacy uh, and you, you know learn more about your message? Go to Burgess. For Utah, you see videos, you see my, my position statements, everything is there. And, hey, guys, let's do this more often. I mean, I, I yes, love talking sure. to you guys. As often as we can do it, just, uh, just, just call and set it up, okay? You Thanks, Burgess. It. Yeah, it's always great to talk okay. with you, my friend. Thanks, Burgess. Have a great Thanks. day. Take care, guys. Yep, you bet. Okay, bye-bye. Always great to talk to Burgess Owens. Uh, great stuff there from him. We are going to have to take a break. Go ahead. He's such a nice guy. It's hard to believe he used to like hit people really hard in the right. NFL and yeah. hurt people. Yeah, well, well, not hurt people, tackle people. Hurt people. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> got a big cool Super Bowl ring too. Exactly. So yeah, great stuff from Burgess. Uh, always great to talk with him. We are going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to dive back into some of the issues of the week that we haven't had a chance to talk about. There's more going on in the world than just the uh, State of the Union in Iowa politics. Battle Hawks this yeah. weekend. So uh, let's get into some of those topics in just a second. You are listening to the Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I'm in Welcome back to the Weekend Report, Tony Colombo. Seven one FM Talk. It's okay. Can't hear you, but it's so good. Hey, listen. He's, Sorry. You know, he's just filling in for Carl. When's Carl coming back? Get his, yeah, he'll be back. Soon. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Weekend Report, Tony Colombo. Chris Harps and Andrew is in the studio this week, and will be for the next several weeks uh, filling in for Carl. Uh, big thanks again to Burgess Owens for joining us in that last segment. Uh, Burgess is just one of those guys that you just feel better after you talk to yeah, him. Yeah, and we got a chance to meet him when we brought him here yeah. for a 97-1 mm-hmm. event. And it's just hard to believe at one time he used to just hit people really hard in fo- playing football. Yeah, I know, right? he's such a nice guy. He is. He's such, a, he's, he's such a great guy. It's good to know that the Burgess Owens of the world are out there. And, uh, you know, I am very critical about elected officials. And, um, you know, I just find that most of them are 
in it for either the wrong reasons or selfish uh, reasons and hip hype uh, uh, hypocritical reasons. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, Burgess is is one of those guys that's that's doing it for all the right reasons. Burgess, and you don't uh, see that very often. Yeah, Burgess uh, lived a good life. He wants to uh, give back. He came back from. Uh, Came from humbling circumstances, made it to the NFL, made a good career, and uh, he wants to give back uh, by serving in Congress. He's a yeah. very honorable man. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, if you missed that interview or uh, the beginning of the show, we talked to Karen Fessler again in Iowa. She's our Iowa political insider. Got some really good insight about what has happened there in uh, Iowa with this uh, this debacle of the app crashing, and to hear her say that they tested the app and they <laughs> knew a week ahead of time that the app had issues, and yeah. they still moved forward with it. That is, inc- I've not heard that anywhere. That's incredible that they knew that there was that there was some problems, and they just went with it anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's there's been other revelations, too, Tony, that the Department of Homeland Security offered to check the app for them uh, for for for, you know, to be hacked or whatever for security. And they decided not to do that. So there's people drop the ball all around in the Iowa Democratic Party on this one. No kidding. I want to get into a couple stories here with you, my friend. But first, tell us about your latest article at RedState.com. Yeah, Tony, my latest article, it's called, you know, I can't ever remember it. It's time to say, (laughs) where do Democrat presidential candidates stand on non-citizen voting? And as you know, I'm the president of uh, Americans for Citizen Voting. It's a grassroots effort to try to change state constitutions, to put in their constitutions that only United States citizens should vote. Uh, We are running ads in New Hampshire that are targeted. Targeting uh, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, uh, asking them where do they stand on the issue of non-citizens voting uh, in Vermont and in Boston. Uh, a few of those municipalities have changed the law to allow non-citizens. These are people with green cards that are here legally. Mm-hmm. They are allowing them to vote in school board and municipal elections. And so we're targeting the two front runners. With these states are in their backyards, ask them where do they stand on this. Yeah, yeah. Some of the uh, stances that have been taken by the leading Democratic candidates um, are kind of scary. We talked They're about nuts. we talked about Joe Biden saying, you know, I'll I'll come in and I'll clean house. I'll just fire ICE agents. Yeah, yeah. You know that that deport people even for drunk driving. Uh, situations. I'll, yeah. I'll fire a, an yeah. ICE agent that deports somebody for drunk driving. I mean, whew. you know, speaking of Joe Biden, what's really been interesting to me is I think the Democratic establishment sees that Joe Biden is their best hope. They've kind of put their their uh, hopes on him, but he had a very poor performance. He doesn't seem to be all there. And it's just been funny the last couple of days watching the mainstream media try to prop him up. Yeah. And the way main way they've been doing that is, you know, Joe gets a lot of uh, flack for saying stuff, crazy stuff, or whatever. And so they are trying to humanize him by saying that at the at the at the um, the town hall where he said he was ridiculed as a child for stuttering. And you see that on all on MSNBC, CNN. They're all. Uh, highlighting that, trying to uh, humanize him. And I think what they're trying to do 
is to say that the reason why Joe kind of comes across as slow or maybe not on the ball is because he used to stutter and he said that to keep himself from stuttering he has to think very carefully about what he's going to say and it may not sound like it's all cohesive so to me, that's just seemed like an effort of the mainstream media. Yeah. It's like, this is our guy. Yeah. We got to make excuses for him. We got to prop him up because we know that Bernie and Booty Judge and are probably just, not going to be elected president of the United States. They just absolutely dismiss Bernie. They, the media and the DNC, they want nothing to do with this guy. Well, I mean, if you're a Democrat uh, elitist or part of the establishment, I mean, it's a little disconcerting when the guy leading your party doesn't identify himself you know what, as a though? Democrat. I'm going to say something that I can't believe I'm saying <laughs> because I have my, my mind. Chris, has, you're right. My mind has changed on this. I think that right now Bernie Sanders has the best chance of beating Donald Trump of any of these candidates. Oh, that's insane. Strictly on popularity, not on his issues. His issues are a nightmare. No. His policies are a disaster. But he he is he surprises me at every turn at how much he is able to motivate the, his base, yeah. get people out to the voting booth. I don't think he can beat Trump. Yeah. I don't think he I don't think this country is ready to elect a socialist, but I think that in a general election right now out of all those candidates, yeah. it, 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 we'll see what what happens with mm-hmm. Bloomberg. But I think that Bernie Sanders would get more votes in a general election than Joe Biden or Pete Buttigieg or Elizabeth Warren or any of the other ones. No, what you're seeing. I don't think he would win, but what, I think he would win. What get, you're seeing right now is the left base is very excited for Bernie Sanders, and they're the ones that are well, making the they're the ones that are making the, the noise. Voters are. I don't think the Democrat base no, is. No, the Democrat base is Bernie Sanders. Okay, okay. I understand. <laughs> People, that's yeah, that's I understand. the base. That's the left base right now, and I think he's energized them, and they have them very excited, and they make a lot of noise, and they show up in the polls but i think when you look at the general democratic party i don't think any of them are close to what you see in the bernie sanders camp and i think what you're seeing is just the people that make the most noise are getting the most attention but i don't think the vast majority of the democratic party is where bernie sanders supporters are so we've we've had a packed show we still have a packed show um i want to get to some of these issues and uh, there's a lot to get to in a little bit of time, so let's rapid fire some of these. Want to you trying to say I folks, talk too much? No, I just want to <laughs> let you. I, there's just a, a lot to get to. I uh, want to remind folks that we're going to be talking to Andy Limbaugh in the next segment. Uh, talk about some of the things that he is working on here in the St. Louis area, and of course, he is Rush Limbaugh's cousin. So we will also check in with him and 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 see what uh, is the latest with with Rush, and talk to him about what happened at the State of the Union, and of course, the Weird News Challenge with Skip Weber and uh, Trish Gazelle is coming up next hour as well so we've got a lot to do uh so let's do a few of these stories uh quickly yep uh missouri uh, attorney general eric schmidt wants to lower the amount uh st louis county towns can earn from traffic tickets he's targeting speed traps which he calls predatory what do you think about the ag's effort to eliminate uh, they, he he would, wants to limit uh, lower how much a town can generate from uh, their annual revenue from 20 percent down to 12.5 percent to take these. Uh, speed traps I, I'll off. be honest with you, Tony, and I haven't followed this as closely as I probably should have. But I thought we already passed this after Michael Brown 
uh, situation that they uh, a law was passed in the legislature to say that they municipalities tried, and towns can they cannot tried to charge lower it and they compromised at twenty five or at twenty percent last time and he and, and so he's they, wanting to lower it even the more. AG says that yeah, and which okay. he's always said he's, okay. he's okay. not moved off his point, yeah. but they compromised and put it at twenty last okay. time and he says that's too much. Like I said, I feigned ignorance because I was like I thought. Why is this coming back up? I thought this was already already solved. I mean, you, you're going to be hard pressed um, for him to get support from this, especially in the African American community, because a lot of these small North County municipalities probably get the majority of their tax revenue yeah. from these tickets, yeah. and so they're going to be the main ones crying about it and saying it's racism. You want to put our cities uh, out of business, so. Yeah. I uh, like good him. luck with the uh, with with, uh, with Mr. Schmidt getting yeah. that passed. Well, I'm I'm for him. I don't like the speed traps just oh. to make money uh, yeah. situation. Oh, I've gotten so plenty of them, especially yeah. those red light joke cameras. One seventy, baby. Yeah, one seventy will get you every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, city Illinois of Charlotte. Sales, I didn't know that Charlotte existed until yeah. I got a ticket. Recreational pot there. sale numbers were released uh, by the state of Illinois this week. Their first month mm. of selling. Uh, Recreational overpriced weed. weed. Yeah, uh, forty million dollars mm. in revenue just in January for the state of. And that Illinois. goes to education, right? Sure. Okay. I'm sure it goes. <laughs> I'm sure, it goes to somebody's yeah. education. And absurd. That's how they sold it. Education. <laughs> Boy, that's a lot of that's a lot of marijuana though. Right? Forty million. That's and that's the tax revenue. Now, that doesn't mean gross sales, right? They, they did say it. Yeah, correct. And they did say it tapered <laughs> off towards the end of the month. Like you know, it came out obviously gangbusters. Yeah. But even if it f- cuts in half and they make twenty million a month. Going forward, yeah, it tapered off at the end of the month because first you're buying overpriced weed, then you got to buy Doritos, then you got to buy Doritos and junk food to go with Jack it. So, so it's going to tail off at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Hyperloop uh, <laughs> took a step forward this week. They, um, yeah, part of that brought that is project is correct. Hype. Yeah. What, what do you? So <laughs> I, it uh, they they they. Got like first round approval of uh, being able to move forward with the test track. Yeah. They have to put a test track in yeah. before they can be the real build a real track. Test track is between three hundred and five hundred million. The real track is ten point four billion. I'm with our guest that we had a few weeks ago on Representative Sinley Laughlin from North uh, East Missouri, and uh, she wasn't in favor of this and looked at it as a boondoggle. And I think it's a boondoggle as well. I think Missouri could spend that money on our terrible roads and bridges instead of building 21st century tubes to uh, get people between Kansas City and L.A. or St. Louis in 20 minutes. We could go have lunch in KC and be there in 30 minutes. I'd rather take a Southwest Airlines flight. It'd be 60 bucks. (laughs) I'd rather drive. Uh, (laughs) Rumors, more rumors uh, say that AOC, yeah girl. AOC, AOC. Yeah, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is considering... Running in a primary mm. against Chuck Schumer. Ah, uh, I don't think she's old enough to be a senator. I think. I think. No, I think she had to be thirty-two. I thought only president had a had a. Well, she's thirty. She'll be thirty-two mm. in twenty twenty-two. Okay, so. yeah, you have to be thirty-two to be a senator. Okay, well, she will be twenty-eight to be a rep. Thirty-two, the senator. So she. Uh, these rumors are the, abound that she is considering uh, primarying Chuck Schumer in twenty twenty-two. Uh, or Kristen Gillibrand Brand in 2024. Uh, the reports are that she considered running for mayor next mm-hmm. year, 2021, but has decided to focus on Congress and advancing 
to the Senate. Ambitious, isn't she? What do you think of AOC's chances of knocking off Chuck Schumer? Well, talk about the monster they created yeah. if that happens. Well, remember the election that she wanted to get to Congress, she beat a member of the, fourth, the House leadership. So, fourth in command. I don't see her beating Chuck Schumer, but uh, the thing that I love the most about it is it just creates more division between If you're Chuck the, Schumer, how do you run against her? How do you attack a a, a young minority female? I mean, you well, you attack her the same People way Republicans do. You I talk about her ideas, to, and they're unrealistic. Other, well, I know, but but they're his ideas too. No, not some. Not. I don't think Chuck would be in favor of running Amazon out of New York. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> no, would, I'd run no. my whole campaign against her on that. No, I mean, I understand. I understand what you're saying, and people are saying, "Oh, but he's vicious in a campaign." But you can't be vicious in a campaign mm. in this day and age, especially on the Democrat side. Well, again, and it goes to what I said earlier, Tony. I think that the far left base has the energy and everything, but they make a lot of noise, but right. I don't think that's where the party is. All right, we got to wrap up this segment. We got a whole second hour to go. We'll start with Andy Limbaugh. The, when we get back, don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. My pretty little princess giving me sexy drinks. My pretty little angel has something like Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. FM Talk, Tony Colombo, Chris Harps in studio with yes. uh, Andrew, who's in for Carl for the next several weeks. Doing a heck of a job, if yes. I may say so. And as I mentioned in that last segment, joining us now on the phone is Andy Limbaugh, the founder of Citizens Response Corps. He is, of course, uh, Rush Limbaugh's cousin and a, uh, a local guy, yep. which is uh, always uh, a great thing. Uh, Andy, thanks so much for your time today. How are you? Guys, I'm fine. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Um, I want to obviously get into, you know, talk a little bit about Rush and, and get an, an update if you have one for us. But first of all, um, uh, I want you to try to explain to me what Chris Harps was just trying to tell me off the air. So I'm familiar with <laughs> uh, Citizens Response Corps. And uh, what you guys do, and I want to talk to you a, a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. But he was trying to explain to me just now another company, <laughs> and I wasn't doing a very good job at you it. You either started or associated with, and he was like, "Yeah, you buy these headphones and you listen to music through your bones." <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, you listen to music through your bones." And Andy, he signed me up as a salesman. Andy, what is Chris talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris, we have a training program. Okay, for this. Yes, I need it desperately. <laughs> what is it? And there's a reason. There's a reason for the training program. <laughs> no kidding. 
So do you have headphones that allow people to listen through mu- uh, their listen to music through their skull or something? Like I don't know what is what is he talking about? Yeah. Okay. So what bone conduction hearing technology? That's what is. I was saying. There we go. Bone that, conduction technology. Yeah, he definitely Tony. didn't use those words. <laughs> That's right. <true. laughs> <laughs> you guys are killing me here. Yeah, sorry. I, he it was literally as you were about to be on the phone. He's like, "Hey, we should talk to him about this technology that you listen to stuff through your bones." So yeah, please. Ex- I'm sorry. I, I keep yeah. cutting you off. Please explain what that is. Let, let let me help out here a little bit. Yes. All right. So what bone conduction hearing technology is all about is that um, with our particular headphones, they actually fit over your ear. And then the speakers rest on your cheekbones and the headphones are paired with your smartphone. So whatever content that you're listening to, like your show, so they're coming through the headphones, through the speakers that are resting on the cheekbones. And then the vibrations are going through the cheekbone into the inner ear for interpretation by the brain as to whatever you're listening to. All the while leaving your normal hearing channels wide open so that you're also aware of your surroundings or your environment. And that's basically the concept of what bone conduction hearing is all about. So you can multitask. Absolutely. Excellent. Yep. Tell me this, Andy. Was this inspired a little bit from uh, Rush having a, a cochlear ear transplant? Um, was, was it, did that inspire this technology or this idea from you at all? No, actually, Chris, the, uh, the, the technology has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Case in point, it's how Beethoven was able to listen to himself play the piano when he was going deaf and became deaf. Mm -hmm. He would take a long metal rod and put one end in the piano on the strings, and then he'd put the other end in his mouth. Hmm. And so through bone conduction technology, through the jawbones, et cetera, that's how he was able to listen to himself play the piano. So the technology has been around for a long time. And the military has been utilizing the technology for years, but now it's out to the masses in the form of headphones that the masses can use to be able to listen to whatever content that they're paired with with their smartphone and still be aware of their environment. That's amazing. It is. It is that amazing. That is amazing technology, and you were kind of right. And, you kind of listen to music and, through and your bones. Kind of. Yeah, you were kind of right. If may, <laughs> yeah, if, if I may, to answer your question yeah. about uh, Russia's uh, uh, yes. situation. Yes. So he, he, these work beautifully with with most anyone who has some sort of a hearing impairment, that where the hearing impairment is from the outer ear, uh, through the ear canal, and and most of the time, including the eardrum. If it's if the hearing impairment is beyond the eardrum, then it becomes a nerve issue, and these don't uh, have any effect. So in Russia's uh, scenario. Uh, he had a cochlear implant, so he he has no natural cochlea anymore, and and so uh, these would not help his scenario at all. Gotcha. Are are these commercially available? And what's the name of your company? They are commercially available, okay. and the name of the company is Z Bones, Z B O N E S, and our website is zbones.io. And the I.O. is just a catchy, techy, catchy yeah. phrase instead of a dot com. But it's yeah. zbones.io. Very cool. I'm going to check those out. You did a way better job of selling them than Chris did. 
Well, I live it every day, so you know, you guys do radio and I do headphones. So where did you get the idea? I mean, how did this uh, come come across to you? You know, I, I, I kind of backed into it. I, I met some folks here in St. Louis who uh, had sourced these for a totally different purpose. And I was meeting with these guys early last summer, just as kind of a, hi, how you doing? What are you doing, et cetera? And I saw these laying on their conference table, saw these mean headphones. And I said, you know what? I'm a little familiar with these things. Why do you guys have them sitting on your conference table? They told me why, and I said, can I try them? Yep, we did. We paired them up with their cell phone. And I just said, guys, can I buy a pair right now? <laughs> and they said, oh, sure. And, and then I said, I want to get involved. How do I, begin, or how do I uh, get involved with you guys? Because I, I want to sell these. They solve a problem for me for running or working out because yeah. I hate stuff in my ear. I run uh, quite often in Forest Park, so it's nice to be aware of your surroundings because it can get a little crowded there sometimes. And then also, they're wireless. So there are no wires dangling around and this, that, and the other. So they solve the problem for me. And so that's really how I became involved with them. Yeah, that's, that's I, I like amazing. It. Yeah, that, that solves a problem for me, too. I do a lot of work outside, and I'm constantly listening to uh, podcasts and things like that or the radio. And, um, you know, I got the wires dangling out of my ears and everything else. So that, that is the kind of technology that does it. It solves a problem. That's really good. It Go does. Ahead. And by the way, I'm actually talking to you guys with my uh, through my headphones. Oh, very cool, Andy. The uh, the big question here is uh, price. What? How much are they? <laughs> they're a hundred dollars retail. Oh, that's not bad. Not bad at all. Oh, that's not bad at all. I thought you were going to say they're uh, fifteen hundred dollars, Chris. But for you, fourteen ninety nine. That's right. <laughs> so always go up in price. Yeah. So we're talking yeah. to Andy Limbaugh, and yeah, of course we, you know, uh, we want to ask you about Rush. Like so many families listening, you know, cancer has touched uh, many of us very, very closely. Uh, you guys have uh, a strong family across the country, but especially here in the state of Missouri and in the St. Louis area. So there's a lot of people that are. Uh, thinking of your family and, and worried about what's happening, can you give us any type of uh, update or insight on Russia's condition and also talk about uh, the State of the Union and, and, you know, what an amazing moment that was for you guys? Guys, I, I tell you what, um, first of all, thank you. Uh, you know, and the outpouring of support has just been over the top and, and just unbelievable. Um you know, I, I never am one to, to speak on behalf of Rush, um, you know, much less the family. But in this case, I can. And it's just it's just been absolutely amazing, the outpouring of support, you know, people just wanting to help. How do we help? What, what do we do? And and it's just been unbelievable. And, you know, in, in regards to the State of the Union and his receiving the Medal of Freedom, Wow, mm -hmm. that's you know it, it. When I was watching that, number one, I didn't even know uh, that he was to receive the medal up until about six o'clock that evening. And then when I was watching the State of the Union, and he was recognized by the president, and subsequently uh, had the medal put on by the first lady. Yeah. I, you know, I just I, I just broke down. I mean, the, the emotion, the, the sense of pride, 
just being so proud of, of him and, and what he's done, regardless if, if, you know, you agree with the politics part or whatever. But he is he it, it was just unbelievable. And that's really all I can say about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, when it's amazing. It, when 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 a person of uh, Russia's stature is is in this type of fight, um, you know, I always hope that it it motivates others to get involved and you know realize what a crisis cancer is. I lost my dad a couple of years ago to uh, that disease, and you know, at a very very young age, and. You know, it's it's just something that every unfortunately almost everybody can relate to these days, and you know, hopefully, uh, the the terrible negative that has hit his life and your family can be spun into a, a positive at, at least at some level, and hopefully, uh, you know, raising awareness and everything else to to find a cure and fight this disease. Yeah, and and it, right, I, I I don't know of anyone who has not been touched by the disease mm-hmm, yeah. and. And Rush has 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 given back so much with his generosity and money and and fundraising and things like that to the Leukemia Society, et cetera, specifically to come come up with cures to fight this disease. So, um, yeah, it it it's it, it all really resonates, and, it, and there's a lot of interconnectivity with all of it. And you know, we uh, we support him the best we can, and we help him with the fight, and and you know, we want him to get through it. Yeah, well, there are many, many thoughts and prayers are, are heading your family's way, and, and we'll continue as this uh, as this goes on. Uh, we're talking to Andy Limbaugh. Can you tell us, uh, people that don't know about Citizens Response Corps, which is uh, something that is right here in the St. Louis area, uh, tell folks about that organization and what you guys do. Sure. Actually, uh, it's, it's a for-profit company, and what we're doing is we are training ordinary citizens to become first responders uh, specifically to bleeding trauma accidents or hemorrhage trauma accidents uh, in an effort to keep someone who's experienced a bleeding trauma or has experienced a bleeding trauma accident, keep them alive long enough until the actual professional first responders can arrive on the scene to take over. And then once they go through our one-hour course, we provide them with a personalized vacuum pack bleeding trauma kit that has a combat tourniquet, hypothermia blanket, just the basics for an individual to be able to administer their training to a bleeding trauma victim. And so we're at, it is here uh, locally, but we're also scaling on a nationwide basis. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing, I mean, just to get that training, even if you think you're never going to have to use it, that's an important thing to have. How can people learn more and get involved and, and go through the process if they want to? Sure. It's our website is crcprepared.com, and you can go on that website, and we have more information there, and people can connect with me directly through the site, and we'll have more information that we can provide to individuals uh, uh, when they can communicate through me. Great stuff. Andy Limbaugh, thanks so much for your time today. I hope we uh, can talk to you again sometime real soon. Chris, Tony, thank you guys so very much. Uh, and again, it just means more than you guys know, uh, just uh, the support and everything that, that that we have out there. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, Good thanks, talking Andy. to you. Yep. Talk to you soon. Okay, guys.
Take care. You bet. Uh, We are going to take a break. Go ahead, Chris. Well, you know, I just want to say before we do take a break, you know, Rush received the Congressional Medal of Honor and uh, all of the haters have come out of the woodwork with all these claims that he's a racist and a bigot and all of that. You know, I don't I've never met Rush Limbaugh, but I've known Andy, his first cousin for 10 years. Um, I worked with uh, Kristen Bloom, used to be Kristen Limbaugh. She's David Limbaugh's daughter, his Mm -hmm. cousin. And they have they are the nicest, courteous, kind people that I've ever met. And if they are closet racist, they do one hell of a job of Mm -hmm. disguising it and hiding it. So I just want to throw that out there and debunk all of that as the Limbaugh's or racist and all that. That's complete BS. Andy is a fine, fine gentleman, a good friend, and I'm proud to call him my friend now of of about 10 years. Well, and, you know, and he mentioned it. If you, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big Rush. Mm -hmm. I don't listen to Rush every day. I'm not a big, huge fan of of him, and I've disagreed with, um, you know, different parts of his politics through the years. But I don't know how you can just look at the human that is going through that fight and like I said, you know, him being him having the stature that he has, hopefully helps raise some awareness and raise some funds, and you know, motivates people to continue to fight cancer at at all levels because it's it's just terrible. So, you know, it's not time to to throw in all the uh, uh, political jabs. Mm-hmm. Wait a wait I a few agree. days. Yeah, yeah you, you, you can get least. right back to it in exactly. a few days. But exactly. I mean, you know, let let the let the moment pass. All right, we are going to take a break now, and uh, when we get back, our buddy Skip Weber is here. So is Trish Gazelle from 102.5, and it is time for the Weird News Challenge. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. Until the still time and time again, there's other fish in the sea. But just like a fish in an oil spill. Since you're taking your love away from me any longer, have the will. If you lose me, you lose everything. FM Talk, that music means... One thing. Skip Weber has yes. entered the building. Great to see you, my friend. Uh, great to be here. Carl, you look <laughs> a little different. Yes, yes. <laughs> Carl Middleman is out for the next several weeks. Andrew from the Dave Glover Show is in studio with myself and Chris Arps and also Trish Gazelle from Hello. 102.5. You know, you know, not everybody knows this, but Andrew is also the fine producer of the Saturday Evening Rock Show. Wow. Oh, man. I it's did all, not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Doing extra so, duty today. Exactly. Cool. We've got it all. We've it's just all coming together in here. Uh, so yeah, it is time for another edition of the Weird News Challenge. But uh, first, I do want to say a big thank you to uh, Andy Limbaugh and Burgess Owens and Karen Fessler. We've had a great show yeah. today. If uh, you missed any of it or you want to hear it again, make sure you download our podcast. Best way to do so is the Radio.com app. You can also get it on our website, 971talk.com, and several other places. But the Radio.com app, pretty cool. Download it, favorite the radio station, and then you have access to everything. One-stop shopping, basically, where you can stream the station, you can utilize the Radio Rewind feature, and you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station. So go and check that out. It's a free app, too, by the way. It's all free. <laughs> free app. Every free app. There you go. Is free. free Willy. 
so yeah, so uh, weekend report. And th- this is a, uh, Weird one of those times where you get way more than you pay for. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, Weird news challenge time. This is episode sixty nine. Huh? Um, and since Valentine's Day is coming up. And Skip is going to be gone for the next couple weeks, so I don't know how much we're yeah. going to play. Uh, this is going to be the Valentine's oh, Day edition. Okay. I'm bad Valentine's at Day edition well. of in the, the Weird News Challenge. Hearts. For those who don't Heart. know, Cupid. I'm going to ask a question. These guys are going to buzz in and try Candy. to answer it. If they get it right, Flowers. they get the point. If they get it wrong, they Sweet. don't lose Candy any points sweethearts that say, because we encourage participation Divorce. here on the Weird News Challenge. There's a Challenge. story with those sweethearts. You hear about that? Break up. It might be one of the questions. Oh, okay. I don't want to. Oh. Maybe it's a question. Uh, I see the gleam in his eye. One I know. Wait, tell me the story real quick. No, 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 no. uh, Andrew lost his microphone to Trish, of course. But, uh, (laughs) Andrew, um, I am going to rely on you, like I do Carl, to be the judges if I need them. So if Hmm. I I have a question, a clarification of maybe who buzzed in first or whatever, um, I'm going to come to you. So Andrew will be the judges, and uh, Skip and Trish and Chris will play. We have uh, four questions today. The fourth question has seven possible points. Oh, wow. But, um, I, but it's, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that anybody's going to get uh, seven points on that fourth question. And, of course, we have a tiebreaker if needed. And then at the very end, Master once of again, destruction. have the QMD, oh. the question, question of Is the QMD Valentine's related also, too? It is Valentine's related is as well. Is it gettable? What's the percentage of always a little gettable. I always try to make hey, them gettable. One, one out of four QMDs QM, has been answered. Yeah. And the QMD means, the question of mass destruction means no matter what has happened, no matter who has won the game, if you get the QMD, <laughs> you automatically win. Which is great if yes. it is in your favor. Yeah. And it's it's, like, it's, it's kind of like a, the radio version of Shoots and Ladders. Yes. It's only been done once. You can go straight to the top. And Skip <clears throat> answered it correctly, but he was, and already, he was already winning. Yeah, he yeah. was already so, winning, so it didn't yep. count. All right, here we go. Uh, we can report weird news. Oh, we got to test buzzers before we do that. Chris Arps. <laughs> yep. Oh, that was Thank nice you. of you. Yeah. Yeah. Step yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. That hurt Trish's ears. Trish? Bloop. Uh-huh. Ding, 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 we can report Weird News Challenge episode 69, the Valentine's Day edition. Uh, uh, <laughs> Boy, so many thoughts yeah. on that don't, one. Don't, don't, no, don't, no, don't, don't flag there. that. Yeah, don't, don't flag that. Uh, yeah, don't spend there. time on that. Yeah. Don't, don't spend time thinking about that. <laughs> Question number one. Within uh, 20 million, within 20 million, according to Hallmark, excluding packaged, excluding packaged kids' Valentines for classroom Blue. exchanges. I'm just going to take a guess. Okay. Within 20 million. Yeah. Okay. That's a I'm wide gonna birth. say 8.5 million. <laughs> that is incorrect. Yeah. Why <laughs> wouldn't you go at least 20 so you could have <laughs> yeah. the full space on each side? I'm not, I'm not 100 million. Uh, that is incorrect. Would you like the rest of the question? I would like to yes. hear the entire question. Yeah, you go can do that. Uh, within 20 million, according to Hallmark, excluding packaged. Kids' Valentines for classroom exchanges. How many Valentine's Day cards are sold each year in the United States? Okay, so there's 330 million people. So let's go 165 million. One hundred and forty-five million. Oh my 20 god! Twenty million away. Wow. I quit. And good. I said eight. And good. 
That's where like if you, you have a twenty million, 20 million. Oh, shut up. window, at yeah. least go more than twenty. I, let me I, play I, how I want. I got a four on my ACT in math, but uh, I knew. That All right. That was so bad. So less than half a card per person in the country. Yeah, there you go. But not much. Right. Twenty million less. Uh, I thought hundred million was a good guess. So I By should the way, get something the Katie Fitzpatrick that. rule is not in effect, which means you can buzz in anytime you like. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number two: Candy hearts were not originally sold as candy. What was the original use for candy hearts? Chris Harps. Um, that's right. Antacid. No, because they're kind of chalky. Decorations. Nope. Ding, 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 mm-hmm. ding. Could you uh, repeat the question? <laughs> I, can. I sure can. I sure can. Candy Something hearts. about that is just not right. But Candy hearts were not originally sold as candy. What was the original use for candy hearts? I think I gave it away. Breath mints. That is incorrect. <sighs> you were close. Chalk. Uh, medical lozenge. Oh, I should give like me that one. Drop. No, you shouldn't. For somebody that hasn't won in a month. drop is different than a Tums, but you were in the neighborhood. Uh, yeah. huh. You were in the neighborhood. All right. All right. Do you may ask the judges? No. No. The judges on your yeah, See what the judge says. Let's see if he knows what he's doing. I will kick the judge is, out if is, he gets is, it. Is, is a Tums the same as a cough drop? Not close enough. Okay. Right. okay. It's close. It's, close. In, the, it's close. Okay. in the neighborhood. Not what did enough. you say? In the neighborhood. Uh, Breathman's. Oh. Yeah. Question number three. Remember, there are four questions, and question number four has seven possible answers. Question number three. In Roman mythology, which goddess... Ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. Aphrodite. That is incorrect. Blue. Oh. Trish Gazelle. Roman. Wait a minute. Yeah, you're in the wrong. Yeah. Eros? You, did, you, you were Greek. Is it Eros? Yes, I, was. I might be Greek and I might be a man. You are incorrect as well. <laughs> Would you like to question Repeat my Repeat the question, yes, please. Yes, of course I'll give you that, sir. Do you know it? In Roman know, mythology. So. Yeah, he just he went to the wrong I side. Wrong. What did Skip say? In, he not, said, not your business. Nothing. We're not can you, can you repeat the answer? He said Aphrodite. <laughs> okay. Right. In Roman mythology, which goddess is Cupid's mother? Oh. Same. Uh, Yep, same. Yeah. I don't know. Who's the goddess of love? Venus. Venus. Uh, it's Venus. Wait a minute. You said, I don't know. That was your final you answer. You guys just gave it to me. Venus. No, <laughs> Come on. I need I, all the help. I, Go to the judges. I, yeah. I'm giving you the point. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. You guys gave it to me. You did not wait. It was not he official. Was he gets the point. Okay. Yeah. No he gets the point. way. Yeah. He yeah. Gets, listen. You guys gave it to me. Listen, Lucy. What does the judge say? What does the judge say? I'm not going to the judges. I'm not going to the judges. It's like I'm like the home plate umpire. What does Pete Buttigieg say? I'm like the home plate umpire. If I need help, I can appeal and ask for help. What does Pete Buddha judge say. He, says, he has to say, is that your final answer? Hey, yeah. Yes. He didn't say, is that your final right. answer? Yeah, right. He usually so says that. So I just yes, gave the right. answer of the Cupid I, in another. I always say correct or incorrect. We would not. We had not reached yeah. that point yet. All right. Loose, Thanks, guys. Loose That's fine. Lips. You're welcome, Chris. Don't worry. We'll remember that. Sink ships. That's what happens. All right. I feel the momentum now. That's what happens. All right. Question number four. Seven possible points on the line here. Chris has one. Point. Yeah. Skip has one point. Trish Cazelle has zero. On I'm the snide. Well, I'm like not into this love thing. Here we go. <laughs> what seven other countries celebrate? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
uh, uh, Great Britain. That is cr- the United Kingdom. That is correct. Uh, Canada. That is correct. Uh, France. That is correct. Uh, oh, baby. Italy. Wow. Yes. I was going to say Italy, too. So uh, he just won. Smokes. He just won. Did he I can't win? be caught. Yeah, he can't be caught. You can't, yeah, you can't be caught. Oh. You cannot be caught. Well, yeah. let me keep going. Sure. Uh, Mexico. That is correct. Dang. And how many was left? Two. Um, Holy smokes. Chris Arps. Ireland. I'm glad you got that one because now that point doesn't matter anymore. And you uh, exactly. Yes, Thank right. you. Uh, Ireland? Not Ireland. Not Ireland. No. Okay. No. I would it, say Greece. Do you, want to, do you try to, want to try to clean up these last two points just for no Venus statistics? Eros. <laughs> Greece. See, I'm Aphrodite's not... <laughs> a decent guess. Eros. It's the other is, name is for Cupid. Cupid. Cupid's, I know, but it's, you, yeah. you didn't oh, get. I, I, I didn't get far. About, I'm not feeling confident. What about, cost, what about right, Australia? Right. Australia is one. New yeah. Zealand. Uh, no. Greece. No. Spain. Uh, Australia and Denmark. Ooh, Spain's mm. Oh, yeah, Denmark. That oh. was easy. I'm not All feeling right. confident about my <laughs> All right. win because Skip's going to get the QMD. Chris That's what, I'm going the for the QMD. Unless, He's going to get the QMD. Chris yeah. wins this game unless we're somebody going for gets the, the QMD. QMD. But first, we're going to do the tiebreaker to get it out of the way. It doesn't matter, but I write these questions, so I like to I can't read them on the air. I can't either. According to a recent <laughs> survey, according to a recent survey, what percentage of roses bought on Valentine's Day are red? What percentage of roses bought on Valentine's Day? I'm going to say fifty percent. Okay, <clears throat> Chris has got fifty percent. It's probably higher than that. Trish, oh, you want me to go next? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't I matter. will say seventy-four percent. Okay, what did you say? Fifty. I said 50%. You said seventy-four. Mm-hmm. I'll say sixty-eight. Dang, seventy percent. So oh. Trish, is oh, oh you got. <laughs> I thought your guess good, was good. Yeah. That was a good <laughs> consolation win. All right, here we go. QMD. <laughs> Shut up. Question of mass destruction time. Oh, if somebody fun. can get okay. this, I'm gonna get they this. No. can can steal this victory from Chris Arps. But you can don't. still you can still buzz in, Chris. I know, but I don't I'm not confident about from, it. All right, here we go. You don't even know what it is I, yet. I, Within twenty five years. Oh, this sounds gettable. According to History.com, the oldest record of a valentine was a poem Charles, Duke of Orleans, wrote to his wife when he was imprisoned in the Tower of London in what year? Ding, 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 ding. Yes, sir. Okay. Here you go. I am <laughs> saying. going to start figuring out. 25 years? Yeah, tr- 25 years. So okay. 50, 50 uh, year, a 50-year window here. So we're going to say. 1550. That is incorrect. Mm. I'm going to go. Are you going to buzz in? 1602. That is incorrect. You win! Uh, wait, no but I, wanna, I just want to answer. Try it, yeah. Uh, 1157. You guys are going the wrong way. Yeah. No, you went the right way. No. 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 No, I mean, like, like more recently. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> the other way. Really? 1450. No, he said. A, what I said eleven. Said eleven. Yeah. No, but he was. I was a hundred. I was a hundred away. <laughs> Andrew was yeah. signaling I was, up. Yeah. I was thinking eighteen hundred. No. I was. No, I was a hundred. I was a hundred away. <laughs> you were close. Yeah. yeah. I you was were close. Away. Fourteen fifty. So at fourteen fifteen. So thirteen ninety to fourteen fifteen. Oh, yes. So I was a yeah. hundred and thirty-five yeah. away. But yeah. but thirteen ninety to fourteen forty was the fifty-year. I won the love game. You won. Yeah. Chris Arps. 
has won the Valentine's edition. I told you, Trish. I told you, I felt, Trish, I, told you I felt good today. He did. He was walking down the hall like I'm gonna win this. <laughs> All right, we are gonna take a break uh, so everybody can calm down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more. Uh, we can report. Skip Weber sticking around. You should too. Don't go anywhere. It's 97.1 FM Talk. Uh, Andrew, you have to look at me now. Got it. Were you impressed? The silky smooth sounds of Perry Woods. That boy can play. And I got to witness him play live. Yeah. Uh, He's good. He is good. Very, very good. Good and terrible. Uh, Welcome back to the weekend report. (laughs) Charles Barker. Terrible. That's terrible. Tony Colombo, Chris Arps, and uh, Andrew from the Dave Glover Show are here. Andrew's in for Carl for the next few weeks. Skip mm-hmm. Weber is uh, sticking around as well. What's going on here? Uh-oh. We got Uh-oh. He's a... Uh-oh. Skip's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We can, okay. we can do the show without yeah. him. It's all right. I must have left something in my car. Push I have to run out there and get uh, it for a second. Right. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, had a, uh, we've had a great show today. We talked to Andy Limbaugh at the beginning of this hour. Got some great information from him and some really uh, um, um, uh, touching insight about what his family's going through. His cousin, of course, is Rush Limbaugh. So if you missed that, go back and check it out. Also, Burgess Owens joined us in the first hour. So did Karen Fessler from Iowa and really gave us some good inside information about everything that happened with the uh, Iowa caucuses earlier in the week. So if you missed anything from today, go back and check it out on the podcast, radio.com or 971talk.com. Podcast is free. You get it on the radio.com app. You favorite the station. And uh, then you can stream the station, you can use the Radio Rewind feature, and you can download all the podcasts of all the shows. Also, don't forget to go to 971talk.com slash weekend report to check out Carl's movie yeah. reviews. We have a brand new one up there for you. His um, uh, Oscar picks are up there right now. And, of course... Chris Arp's articles yeah. every week on redstate.com. And, uh, Tony, we learned a new word today. Which is? Uh, bone conduction headphones. Yes, so yes. Andy oh, yeah. Limbaugh's company works on this thing that you listen to music through your cheekbones. That, that's old, though. Yeah, I, that's what I, he was I, saying. He's saying it's been around I mean, for a long time. I, I had a bone phone when I was in high school. It was called a bone phone, and you listened to it, and the music came in on your collarbone. You wore, wow. you wore it right around mm-hmm. here. And that's all it was. You couldn't hear it. Nobody else could hear it. You could feel it. You could hear it. It came in through your mm. through your uh, there you uh, go. collarbone. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was, was pretty cool. cool. Mm-hmm. It was cool to hear. But him the problem was is that I tr- you tried you would try to work out and run or something like that, and it would jog it around too much. And yeah, it made really these bad. are made too. Yeah, yeah. Work out and run. That's, and... That was the point of the bone phone, also too. But it didn't. They didn't. But it, it got jostled too much yeah. and stuff. So yeah, it's a it's a really cool technology. Yep. Skip, is there anything you don't know? There's several things I don't. <laughs> you, you just, you're a you man just, of you all stray knowledge. You my wheelhouse every now and then. Every now you know. and then, like all yeah. the time. No, no, that's hey, right. You just, you just beat him at the Weird News Channel. Yeah, I just lost yeah, the weird. I, I don't know I, anything about love. Apparently, <laughs> Greek, ver, Greek versus <laughs> Greek versus Roman mythology. Right, right. Oh, you know, shutting up when Threw I said that to speak. Right. Well, you got yeah. that one wrong. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, <laughs> before we before we run out of time in today's show, I want to get to a couple of things um, with everybody in the room. Um, one of the stories that came out this week that's not politics related that I find very interesting is Pete Rose sending a petition to uh, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred 
asking that his name be removed from the ineligible Band, list. Yeah. yeah, basically removed from the ban list, let him back into baseball, give him a chance to go into the Hall of Fame. And in the petition, which is, is like 30 pages long and is really a compelling document if you read through it, he, he and his lawyers make the case that all of these players from the Houston Astros have been found guilty of cheating and their act and in taking action that influenced a game on the field and there is no punishment being directed at the players and he's saying if if these guys all cheated and influenced the game and there's like zero punishment and you yeah. say that what I did by betting on baseball and betting on my team to win when I was playing was to, was was such an infraction because it influenced the game. Mm-hmm. The the disparage it, it's it's too wide of a gap. Like you, you it's got to be one or the other. I don't think yeah. he's going to throw he's, out everybody he, on the Houston Astros. He's wrong. I'd love to hear this. And l- listen, Pete Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. His career does, but no, hands down, it's Agreed. not the debate. Here's the thing. You have to understand what the laws and rules of baseball, not the laws and rules of the land, and not even the laws and rules of common sense. There is one way since 1920, which is the year after 1919, when it happened. The Black Sox. There is one way to get a lifetime ban from baseball, and that is to gamble on baseball. Period. Nothing else. If you cheat, it's if the you original pull the opposing players' pants down on the base pads, if you <laughs> shine lights in their eyes, anything you can call that cheating. That's great. Doesn't ban you from the sport. Right. That's the thing. And it's it's like saying you're, you're arguing the the way a law is written. You can't argue that. And here's the thing for Pete Rose fans. I mean, I always hated Pete Rose because I was such a Cardinal fan. Right. Okay. I hated him because he was a good player. Yeah. Okay. That was the thing. But I also ran into him trying to get his autograph when he was managing, and he was a jerk, and he wouldn't do it without signing. I'm not spring training. No, you know, there's some other things there. But I here he deserves to be there. However, here's the thing. Bart Giamatti. Offered him reinstatement. That's where I was going. Mm-hmm. Bart Giamatti offered him reinstatement. Mm-hmm. All he had to do was admit what he did, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't do it. Has he done? Has he done that in I later years? I has it been no, unambiguous or not? No, he's he has, well, I don't know that he admits the way Bart Giamatti did because because he always says, "Oh, I've been on baseball, but never on my own team." Or all these caveats. Okay, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I missed out doing it. But you, you here, know. That's I don't funny know. that you say that because we had this debate on the Dave Glover show this week. I had always thought that he claimed to not have bet on his team, but he I'm initially more claimed more, to not bet at all. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I'm hearing then, more and more now that he and we got corrected by our our boss actually, Steve, and who said, yeah, no, he did admit to betting on the Reds to win. He bet yeah. on his team to win. Right. So it doesn't yeah. matter. It if it's I, didn't, I didn't remember that. It, part I don't remember that either. And if it did, if it is, as long as he officially says that, here, all the other things about their their sins are worse than me or their sins are the same as me, that's irrelevant. He has to understand how baseball government works. Yep. That's what it is. Kennesaw right. Mountain Landis, Landis, the first commissioner of but baseball. But the commissioner can make the commissioner can, can reinstate him, and he can change rules. Bar- they can change the rules. They can because they can because that's where the rule came from in the first place. Right. Was the betting was so bad that it culminated in right. a giant fix of the World Series, and the, all the baseball owners hired Kennesaw Mountain Landis, the first commissioner right. of baseball, and he set down the rule. And I think they should be. I think they should. 
make a way for him to be able to be in the Hall of Fame but not be able to be an active participant in the game. No, no, you can't no, have no. Do you can't have both. Why? Because that's the definition. Because they're, they're, they're ambassadors of the game. Here, here's the other thing. You could, Tony. Here's what makes me mad about it. <laughs> People are always make every, any rule you want. Well, but you shouldn't do that because I you can't. Get, you shouldn't rewrite saying, history. I get saying the greatness that, no, no. of baseball is. The history and the stats and the records of it. That's the greatness of it. Yeah, that's but that's what, all been... No, that no, sanctity no. was destroyed <laughs> not necessarily. Bond, ago. Not necessarily. Yeah, no, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that else. statement. You, you, you can't sit there and say... I wish that you the, were right. I just don't think that anymore. the history of baseball, the history of the 50s, and, what, and, what, and all that stuff that happened, and anything else happened, you can't say that was destroyed. You can say that these people made fools of themselves or made a mockery right. of it and all that. And that's why they're not being voted on. Right. You know, Mark McGuire... Is not in the Hall of Fame because people are not voting on him. Yeah. Roger Clemens has never been on the ballot. Right. That's what aggravates me. People come back and say, "Oh, it's illegitimate. If you don't vote for Pete Rose, why are you voting for this guy?" He's never been on the ballot because yeah, he's not deserved Rose. to be. Right. You're not allowed okay? to vote for Pete Rose. And that's and that's but the I thing. Get, if he if he so, gambled on the game, if he so bet you, on so baseball. So don't let him in the Hall of Fame. Don't let him in a you, in a locker him, room. Don't let him in a dugout. But you can still put him in the Hall of Fame. I, I wouldn't do that, and the reason for a lot of reasons because there's people. That did it in 1919. That deserved to be there. That right. aren't. You can't get there. You don't want to revision everybody that was banned because not just the eight people in the White Sox were mm. banned. Right. There was 40 or 45 people banned under that edict that had gambled on other right. things. And I just think here, the simpler way is come back as the new commissioner. If you want to consult with attorneys, you want to consult with other baseball minds, figure out another way, just like Bart Giamatti did. Mm-hmm. To say, we'll let you back in, Pete. We recognize what you're doing. We recognize what you did while you played. We recognize what you did what you man- what, when you managed. And we believe that you um, are contrite enough yeah. to come back yeah. and make another deal with them yeah. and see if he signs it. Yeah. I believe he didn't sign it last time because he was making more money setting up his uh, autograph stand on Hall of, Hall of Fame weekend yeah. and being the outsider. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people that told me that that that, that – that there's reasons to believe that. Yeah. Okay? No, I, no, I think so, there's. So yeah, I, I, think I just some truth to that. here the guy deserves to be in, but he he doesn't deserve to be in as long as he won't take the attitude of doing what's right to be in. Right. Yeah. And so, I was, then I was saying my whole understanding was he didn't show enough contrition to uh, to be considered for reinstatement, but. Skip and I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but there there has got to be some way to get the baseball all time hit leader In the into Hall the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, yes. he's not just a good player who's got Hall of Fame stats. This is the all time hit yeah. leader that's not Chris, in the Hall yeah. of Fame. Chris, I totally agree, but it's up to him. The ball right. was in his court one time. And he didn't right. even try to return the serve. Yeah, you're right. Okay. He's, no, Let me tell you something. You talk about that. Wrong. The all-time home run hitter is not in there either. Yeah. And he's been voted on. Right. Yeah. So which is worse? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I know. I know. Here, I don't even consider what Personally, Barry Bonds did to be cheating because he wasn't against the rules of baseball yeah. when he did it. It was against the I law, think the which is a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's steroids. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's a dumber thing to do, yeah. but it's that's not when Barry Bonds used steroids allegedly, he was not breaking any rule in the game of baseball. But his stats the are tainted. Drug, none of none of but the, skill, no, none of Pete Rose's drug, stats are tainted. Drug, if it's not against the law of baseball, it's not cheating yet. Oh, I understand. I'm just it's saying but there's now it would, but but it wasn't against, it's against the law. It's like saying here, why would some of the players who were who were on cocaine and they played better because they were taking cocaine? <laughs> it's Hernandez. the same thing. So you got one minute. 
<laughs> Saturday evening rock show and Weber Chevrolet. Our theme this week is the Pete Rose debacle. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no. With such songs as Let Me In Coach. <laughs> no, and I, I apologize to Pete Rose fans. Like I said, I'd love to see him in. He should be, and he should, no, be, a, he should a great, be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Great but he's got to do the right thing, and he's got to understand how the how the yeah. structure of baseball works. And mm-hmm. that, to me, that's, that's, that's why when people break it, you're – on the other side of the coin, the Astros should be punished. Yeah, agreed. The Astros players agreed. should be punished big agreed. time, I yep. think. So anyway, Saturday Evening Rock Show has got a unique theme. It's really fun this week. And I play a game inside of the theme. Nice. It's kind of cool. Um, I really en- encourage you uh, you guys to tune in. Syndicated uh, Saturday Evening Rock Show. Coast to coast. Or, That's right. Or you got that right. River, <laughs> river down the middle of the country to coast. <laughs> Or to Grand Canyon or whatever you want to call it. We're not quite coast to coast yet. And what's the headline at Weber Chevrolet right now? The headline is Silverado's Equinox Tracks. Unbelievable deals on all those. On unbelievable deals on everything, but really, I mean, I just love it. We're having a hard time keeping tracks on the lot, and that should tell you about our price. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. The uh, number one music show on a talk station in the world is the Saturday Evening Rock Show. It's coming up in just a couple hours right here on 97.1. Don't go anywhere. Also, don't forget to check out my partner, Chris Arps, uh, articles on redstate.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, keep up with everything that we do here on the show on the podcast, on the radio.com app, and 971talk.com slash weekend report. That is going to do it for us, for my partner, Chris Arps, and Andrew today. Yeah. Uh, my name is Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of the Weekend Report. We'll see you back here next week on 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.